0: Welcome to Genomics Now, a podcast series where you can learn how genomics is developing in England's NHS. This podcast series, recorded in 2021, is part of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Services Educational Toolkit. In each 10-minute episode, we explore what is changing in genomics. We answer the questions on genomics we've been asked by the different healthcare professionals. We talk about the ways genomics may impact different healthcare roles and how genomics can be used to successfully improve patient care. So hello, uh, I'm Dahlia Hopmeyer. I'm a genomics clinical fellow at Great Ormond Street. Um, and I'll be talking to you today about
1: non-invasive prenatal testing. Hello, I'm Dagmar Tappon. I'm a genetic counselor and I work at Queen Charlotte's Hospital in the Center for Fetal Care.
0: So Dagmar, thank you so much for uh, being here today. Um, I think let's just start with, could you give us a bit of background about non-invasive prenatal testing or NIPT and what it's used for?
1: Yes, so NIPT is a new way of looking at chromosome conditions during a pregnancy. And as a new part of the fetal anomaly screening pathway, NIPT is used specifically to screen for the common trisomies. That's where a baby has three copies of a particular chromosome rather than the usual two and the three common trisomies are Down syndrome and Edwards and Patau syndrome. And the idea is that we can measure cell-free fetal DNA, that's the genetic material that comes from the placenta and then goes into the mother's bloodstream. And by taking a blood sample during the pregnancy, we can then measure the amount of chromosome material in her blood. And from that, we can get a fairly accurate estimate of the chance of the baby having one of those three conditions.
0: Great. No, that sounds really interesting. And what is the clinical pathway for NAPT, actually, in the NHS?
1: Yeah, NIPT will be rolled out for women who have already had previous routine screening tests that we've been offering for many years now. So that's either the combined screening or quadruple testing. They are both based on biochemical hormone measurements. And then if those results suggest an increased chance for one of those conditions, Until now, these women, if they wanted to know for sure if the baby is affected and have more information, the only way was to have invasive testing like a CVS or amniocentesis. And when NIPT is available, this will then be a new option for them. So anyone with an increased chance will then have three choices, either no further testing or the NIPT blood test or to go straight for invasive testing. The advantage of NIPT is that because it is so much more accurate than biochemical testing, if it does come back as a low chance, then it would be extremely unlikely for the baby to have one of those conditions. And most people would then not have invasive testing. If the NIPT suggests a baby is likely affected and a couple wants a definite answer, only then would they need the invasive testing. The invasive testing with CVS or amnio would still be important to confirm a positive result and provide accurate prenatal diagnosis, as there is a possibility of a false positive result, for example, due to chromosome changes that only affect the placenta, but are not present in the fetus.
0: So in a way, NIPT is an adjunct uh, for those who have a high risk of having a child with one of these conditions.
1: Yes, exactly. So it will be basically be offered to anyone who has a chance between 1 in 2 and 1 in 150. So these are the group of people that we sort of label higher chance at the moment.
0: Thank you for that. And what does your typical patient group look like? And what do you think they should know about an IPT?
1: So I think generally uh, people who choose an IPT are the ones who really want more information about the pregnancy. And it's important that they know it is optional The result is not going to be 100%. So if they really wanted to have a definite answer, they would still need that invasive test, which carries a very small risk of miscarriage. But for many people, that is not acceptable.
0: But it seems that NIPT um, is a lot better at picking up these conditions. So there would be a bit more certainty with regards to that,
1: would you say? NIPT has a higher sensitivity and or detection rate and it also has a lower false positive rate than the old screening tests like combined screening, meaning that a lot less women will be told there is a high chance when actually the baby does not have the condition. As it is screening, it is so possible to get a false negative result but this happens much less than with the older screening tests. So it's certainly a lot more accurate screening than what we could offer until now. And actually, could you just give me an example
0: of the impact of NIPT? So that could be how it changed routine healthcare, or maybe you have an example of a patient who benefited.
1: Yeah, so from previous research... We know that the rate of invasive tests that we are doing is reduced quite considerably. And because those invasive tests carry that small risk of miscarriage, we're really um, very positive that it will mean we're putting less pregnancies at risk. And also, I think from a woman's point of view, An invasive test is usually not a very pleasant experience. In my experience, people are quite concerned about the pain as well. And I mean, I think a blood test is much easier to have. And in many units, they cannot offer the specialist invasive test. And because NIPT is a blood test, it would be possible to have that at any local hospital. So it will be easier to access and women may not have to travel then. So we are hoping that will help as well.
0: That sounds really positive, actually. And I could see how um, if you were faced with the choice of having a blood test versus an invasive test like uh, amniocentesis, um, you would definitely, I think most people would go for a blood test first um, and then if you still needed to go down that route, you could. But it sounds like that the, the another positive thing is that a lot of invasive tests will no longer need to happen, um, which seems very positive to me.
1: Exactly. So from the previous research that we have done, certainly women seem to like an IPT, uh, and that is the case particularly for those who've received a higher chance from the first screening test. And you mentioned it
0: is going to be rolled out in the NHS. Do we know when this is going to happen?
1: Yes, so we are quite excited because we've been waiting for a few years and um, we've been told that from the 1st of June an IPT will be offered on the NHS. So it basically means that anyone who has their screening test from the 1st of June, if that then showed a higher chance, then they would have that option of NIPT. And just, um, do you know
0: what the approximate turnaround time will be for results? Um, I think
1: it'll probably be around one to two weeks. Sure,
0: yeah, it sounds like NIPT is just um, a good extra option. As well, and that everything that we already use will continue to be used, um, but that this might change the amount, especially of the invasive tests. Yes, that's correct. And so, as this podcast series is called Genomics Now, um, I wanted to ask you where
1: do you see genomics taking NIPT in the future? For the three common trisomies, there is already a lot of data and we know quite well how accurate NIPT is, which is why it is offered on the NHS in England. Some companies are investigating the use for other conditions such as rare chromosome conditions and microdeletions, but for the time being there is very limited data on how accurate this really is and it is not yet validated or recommended by any formal bodies. In the future, when more data is available, it may be that we can use an IPT to screen for many more conditions. Okay,
0: thank you so much. Um, this has been a really interesting podcast to talk to you about. And before we end, uh, where can we learn more about an IPT?
1: Yes, so there is some A bit of information available already. So for example, on the Health Education England's genomic education program, there is a little bit on NIPT, then Public Health England has an e-learning module on NIPT. And on the North Thames Genomic Laboratory Hub, we will have some resources and more information as well. And I can also recommend, there is a charity called ARC, Antenatal Results and Choices. Thank you so much.
0: So thank you so much for talking to us about NAPT. And it will be interesting and exciting to see how the rollout goes and how it changes testing in the future. Thank you very much, Dalia. Thank you for listening to this episode of Genomics Now, a series of conversations hosted by healthcare professionals of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Service. Our aim is to complement other genomic-focused educational tools with bite-sized podcasts that explore how clinical genomics is developing in England's NHS. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like us to develop as part of the Genomics Now podcasts, please let us know. Also, we'd love to hear about the episodes you've enjoyed and how they have helped you with training. Please get in contact with us on the link given with this podcast or tweet us at North Thames GLH. You will find this and other educational resources at the North Thames GLH website.